O Lord of hosts, happy are they who put their trust in you. I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How dear to me is your dwelling, O Lord of hosts. The sparrow has found her a house and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young by the side of your altars. O Lord of hosts, happy are they who put their trust in you. What a beautiful psalm we have today, whether we sing it or we say it, it's one of my favorites. How we, how I long to trust God in this way, to be like the sparrow or the swallow who have found a home by the side of God's altar. But while some of us are able to put our trust in God, to nestle near the altar, trusting in the protection and love of God no matter what happens, many of us sympathize with the disciples today. Although Jesus just miraculously fed them and 5,000 others with five loaves of bread, now many cannot accept all that comes with that miracle. After hearing Jesus say he is the bread of life, that those who eat this bread will have eternal life, that they must eat his flesh and drink his blood, many disciples object. This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? And perhaps we too, after four weeks of hearing these teachings, still have our own doubts. Just how is Jesus the bread of life? What does it mean that his is the only food that truly satisfies? How does Jesus give himself, his very body, to sustain us? We might want to join with those who complain this teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? For these teachings are hard, even for those of us who are used to hearing that Jesus is the bread of life, used to hearing right here at the communion rail, the body of Christ, the blood of Christ. Jesus, aware that the disciples are complaining about his promises that he is the bread of life, asks them, does this offend you? And then he poses some other questions, warning that among you are some who do not believe. At that point, many disciples, and they are called disciples, not followers, many disciples walk away from Jesus. Lord, this is a difficult teaching. Who can accept it? How often have we felt this way, felt like so many of Jesus' disciples, for so many of Jesus' teachings are difficult. Sell all you have, give it to the poor, then come, follow me. 
take up your cross. He who wishes to be first must be last and servant of all. Forgive anyone who harms you, not once, not twice, but 70 times, seven times. These teachings are difficult. Who can accept them? And not only are the teachings difficult, our own lives are difficult. They throw us such curveballs, each of us facing throughout our lives great pain and sorrow and fear, illnesses, the death of those we love, the loss of love, broken family, loneliness. During the dark night of the soul, it can be very hard to sing, how lovely is thy dwelling place, nearly impossible to feel safe like the sparrow at the side of God's altar to praise God, O Lord of hosts, happy are they who put their trust in you. Throughout this chapter on bread, Jesus continuously compares himself to the bread, the manna that their ancestors received during the Exodus. We must remember that the Israelites began the Exodus reveling in the triumph of God in leading them out of the bondage of Egypt. They danced into the desert praising God, singing, I will sing to the Lord for he is lofty and uplifted. The Lord is my strength and my refuge. Who can be compared with you, O Lord? Who is like you? Glorious in holiness, awesome in renown, and worker of wonders. And yet, only three days later, the people complain bitterly against God and Moses, wailing, what shall we drink? What shall we eat? What is this stuff that's coming down from heaven? We are tired of your manna. And though God promises to provide them bread every day, the people try to gather more than they need, fearful that there will not be enough. And the disciples with Jesus today, well, they respond in the same way. Just yesterday, Jesus fed them plenteously, and they hailed him as a prophet, and they followed him wanting more miracles. Today, Jesus offers them more bread, better bread, his very self, and they complain, this teaching is difficult, who can accept it? And Jesus notes that many here cannot believe, will not believe. And here's the crux of the story, I think. You see, in John's gospel, the word for believe has a very different meaning than the one we give it. It's not so much intellectual assent as it is trust to rely on. All along, 
Jesus has been inviting these followers to trust, to rely on him, to trust, to rely on God, to enter into deep, intimate relationship with God through him. But just as so many Israelites couldn't trust in or rely in God in the desert, today Jesus offers them more bread, better bread, himself, and they complain this teaching is difficult. Just as they couldn't rely on God in the desert, so now many following Jesus find they can't take that leap of faith. They can't trust. They can't rely on God. So they walk away. And can we blame them? We who know much more of the story now than they did then. For we know that trusting in Jesus, relying in Jesus, is about more than the miraculous. It's about more than feeding the 5,000 and healing for the sick. Because after all, what Jesus offers is an entirely new way of life. A life of total reliance on God. A life of dying to the self. The long, slow process of becoming disciples. Of trusting God even, maybe especially, during the dark night of the soul. We might want to join the disciples and say, this teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? We might long to run in the other direction when Jesus asks us to trust and to rely in him and through him, God. But Jesus, bread of life, watching so many, most of the 5,000 walk away, turns to the original 12 disciples and asks poignantly, longingly, do you also wish to go away? And in one of those shimmering crystal moments in the gospel, Peter speaks words of beauty and truth. Lord, to whom can we go? To whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe, to rely on, to trust in you, and know that you are the Holy One of God. This teaching is difficult. Trusting in, relying on God asks us to risk vulnerability to God, to risk not being in charge of our own lives, to take on the long, slow work of becoming disciples. But Lord, to whom, to whom can we go? 
The sparrow has found her a house, and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young by the side of your altars. O Lord of hosts, happy are they who put their trust in you. Happy are they who put their trust in you. Even when you can't manage to believe, even when intellectually it all doesn't add up, even when it's scary to trust, to rely on God, come to this altar, this home for each one of us where we receive the bread of life. For where else? Where else? To whom else can we go? <laughs>